This is episode 10 of Small Business Rising. My name is Anna. And my name is Marta Gabriela. And today in the studio we have Irene Wong, the founder and the owner of the internet shop Handwritings.dk that won this year Nordic Planner Society Award for the best online shop. Handwritings.dk offers, amongst others, everything you need to have in order to start journaling. And it's interesting because one may wonder in the era of smartphones, tablets and digital communication, is writing things by hand even a thing anymore? Surprisingly, some research suggests that handwriting activates large regions of brain responsible for thinking, uh, language, healing and working memory, while others claim that once you write something down, it will definitely come true. If that's so, why do schools and workplaces are becoming more and more digital with almost no opportunities to use our hands for writing anymore? Are we entering an era of reverse evolution? And how can we start handwriting again? Stay with us for the next hours and find out. Next time, please slap me if I will prepare such a long introduction. I really wanted to put so many different things. Thank you. I think you are just used to me talking and talking, right? Uh, thank Not you. At all, Not at all. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> so I really wanted to grasp the whole essence of today's program because I think that not only we will talk about uh, soulful business. Hello, Irene, by the way. Hi. But we will also talk, talk about journaling and bullet journaling and uh I will try to ask you if you feel that this is something we should actually promote among people. Because as I mentioned, you know, tablet, uh, computer, uh, digital communication, people basically using keyboards all the time. So, you know, suddenly we have a shop that is selling everything you need to have to start your own journal. And that for some people might be like, what are we in 20th century? What the hell is going on? So I am very excited for this show and I will make a confession at the very beginning. I actually am having bullet journals home and I am handwriting many, many times. And Marta, I think you are doing exactly the same. Yes, I definitely love writing. Handwriting is definitely something that is my preferred way of noting things. Well, yes. And then it is also very personal when you write something down. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yes, it is easier when you uh, type something on your laptop or your mm-hmm. phone. But sometimes when you just want to like draw a heart, you cannot just do that on your phone. Yeah, that's and true. That's something that's missing. <laughs> yeah, that's actually completely true. And Irene, you have a very nice and rusty voice. Oh, this will be, this will be a great show. Great voice for radio. Great voice for radio. (laughs) But before we will jump into the handwriting as such, and uh, before we'll jump into your business, we would like to know a little bit about you. And I have prepared a series of fantastic questions that will explore your life and your personality. Uh, I I really hope that they will be quite all right. So people, hold on to your chairs and hold on to your headsets because we are starting with the following. So every single time we have a guest for the interview, I'm asking for a short bio, you know, write something about yourself. And what Irene has sent me was uh, very unusual. And I will quote now. Uh, When Poe from Kung Fu Panda started to question his identity, he said, 
Am I the son of Panda, the son of Goose, a student, a teacher? I'm all those things. So when people claim that you can judge a person on the first day, date, it's true. That's what Irene said about herself. So, of course, the very first question is, uh, why do you think this actually represents you the best? Well, um, first of all, I really love Kung Fu Panda. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Well, that's true. <laughs> well, because, well, a panda, um, he is what? He's black, he's white, he's Asian. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he's like a cocktail, you know? That's true. Um, but uh, the quotes. Um, well, it's uh, the quotes uh, dealing with two topics, actually. Okay. Uh, the first one is... Um, the two question, like, am I the son of panda, a goose? It's about my culture background. Like, I'm from Indonesia, mm-hmm. um, and um, I have lived in Greenland for what seven years, and um, I moved to Denmark, and I'm staying here since 2013. So I'm, yeah. I'm a panda. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you are a panda. Well, not not from the visuals, uh, definitely. Well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But I know exactly what you mean, you know. It's like probably you ask yourself, am I from Indonesia? Am I Danish, Nordic? Who am I? Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. Okay, so Argy, I get it. And the second one? The second one is about uh, the roles we have in our life. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a girl. I'm a sister. I'm a web shop owner and I'm many things and I find it uh, it's very interesting like everyone uh, has uh, these uh, different elements in their life mm-hmm. and yeah that's why I love the quotes like it's about your big your cultural background and it's about your personality as well can yeah. I share something sure yeah. it sure. has been my favorite introduction from a person I have ever had in my life. Oh. <laughs> my absolutely favorite. Well, thank you. You very won much. the prize. I, I still have to figure out what the prize is. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to ask Marta, what is the prize for that? <laughs> I will figure it out, but you won. Okay. Well, I, I think that now we, we kind of get it. I have to say it brought a smile on my face when I read it. But of course, now I have to ask you, is Kung Fu Panda your favorite Disney cartoon? First of all, <laughs> It's, it's not, not Disney. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will uh, rest my case. Okay. So, yeah, uh, it's not Disney. That, uh, is it your favorite cartoon? Because now I would have to refresh my memory about all those cartoon producers. Is it your favorite cartoon? Uh, Movie. Yeah, well, animated. Yeah. And I love anime as well. Okay. Well, I'm Asian, so I cannot help it. I yeah, really love Japanese uh, anime. Yeah, I think you have it in your DNA <laughs> and in your constitution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Kung Fu Panda it is. And please tell us about that uh, first date uh, remark. Uh, what does it mean? <laughs> does it mean that actually if someone goes with you on a first date and the impression might not be so great, you will give them another chance? Um Technically, I would. Well, but it's been a long time since uh, I've been dating, so who knows? But, but, I do. <laughs> well, why are we talking about my dating life? <laughs> uh, it's just one question. <laughs> Irene, you never know when you can find love, you know? Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, but for me, chemistry is uh, very important. Yeah. So, even though the date itself sucks really bad but mm-hmm. if there was 
chemistry, I would give it a shot. Okay. Go girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> so uh, uh, for everyone who is <laughs> no, 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 this is not that type of a show. But uh, thank you very much. And I also agree. Chemistry is probably the most important thing. Uh, yes, uh, Dave, you want to add something to this? No, I was saying chemistry is great. Yeah. <laughs> chemistry <laughs> is great. Okay, but uh, so we have the explanation for the bio. Yes. And I think that went great. So let's jump into uh, other questions I prepared. And this is like a little geographic cultural quiz because I'm a, I'm a great researcher and I don't know. I, I, I actually have to admit before this show, I didn't really knew much about Indonesia. So I have decided to also educate myself and ask an actual person from Indonesia if the things I find on Internet are true. So uh, this actually probably is true, but there will be a question to it. So uh, the capital of Indonesia that is pronounced correctly as Jakarta, Jakarta. Jakarta, not not like uh, Jakarta. <laughs> yeah, that's a British version. Yeah, uh, Jakarta is apparently the most Instagram city in Asia. Uh, so please tell me how many pictures made in Jakarta do you have on your mobile right now, and which one is your favorite? Um, I must confess, um, it's zero. Okay. <laughs> Wow. wow. It's a new mobile phone. Someone prepared well for the interview. <laughs> okay, so it's zero. Yeah, well, because like Dave said, um, it's a new mobile phone. Well, okay. new, new. It's from last year. But um, I only buy mobile phone when the old one is broken. Yeah, okay. And it means everything is gone. So I yeah. save everything on my Facebook. Okay, okay. So on your Facebook, do we have any pictures there? Oh. Wow, yeah. <laughs> okay, we do. What's your favorite picture? Uh, of course, we cannot show it, but we can include it in the show notes. Is there anything about your uh, capital city that you really love as a, as a photograph? Well, it's not about the place, but it's actually about the people who I was with. Okay. Yeah, and it was my family. Well, uh, I'm, I, yeah. How, how should I say it? Like some of my family are in Indonesia. My mm -hmm. mom is in Greenland and I'm here with my little brother, little sister and big sister. Mm -hmm. So we are spread out. Mm -hmm. So when um, it was in 2015, when like all of us were gathered in one place and it was in Indonesia, in Jakarta uh, to visit our grandparents. And it was just lovely. Like how many times in my life that I will have the chance to stay together with them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that it will be my favorite picture from Indonesia. Okay, I would have to say that, you know, I feel very superficial with my questions right now because okay. that was a really beautiful answer. Thank and you. I start to understand why your webshops, uh, webshop is about uh, making journals and being more... I don't know, personal with your thoughts and, and feelings. So actually this kind of comes true. So experiment as uh, in total is uh, going well, but my, uh, maybe my uh, question was expecting more superficial answers. Mm -hmm. But now we will jump to the uh, fact number two. 
Have you ever seen the world's biggest and stinkiest flower, dead corpse lily, that can be found only in Indonesia? Uh, you call it Rafflesia, and yeah. um, no, <laughs> okay. oh no, It's so embarrassing. No, oh But, my god. Well, um, in Indonesia, well, at least in my family, like all my families live in Jakarta, so yeah. we don't really travel to the other cities. Oops. Yeah. Or island, <laughs> and the uh, Rafflesia is, I think it's only found in Sumatra. Yes, that's correct. Oh, phew. yes. <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. Yes, yeah, she knows exactly. She knows very well. Yeah, but I have to say that you know when I was uh, googling ten or twenty uh, most interesting facts about the Indonesia, the dead corpse lily was just popping out as the very first thing. Not only is the biggest, but it also stinks apparently like a rotten meat. So very very interesting. Uh, I think. What I about Gudung Padang? Uh, what? Gudung Padang. Gedung Padang. Yeah, Gunung. Gunung. Gunung Padang. Yeah. Gunung Padang? yeah. Um, It's the oldest megalithic structure in the world and one of the most ancient pyramids in the world. And it's in Indonesia. Oh, oh no. Okay, so I guess we will have to go there. Don't and talk see? about Got you with that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my third question, but thank you very much, Dave, for, as always, putting something into the discussion that we have not predicted. So now the first one is uh, the third one is about Bali because that probably is the most famous destination um, that people would choose to go to if they are planning to visit Indonesia. Is it over um, over market? Oh, Jesus, over overrated. Overrated, yes. And would you propose something else instead if someone would like to visit your country? Well. Um Yes, I know I'm supposed to promote my country, yeah. but I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> I'm, I won't. <laughs> well, um, I was there um, for three years in three years ago, mm -hmm. um, and it's too overcrowded. I think because people uh, they heard like Bali is a paradise island, go there, and mm -hmm. everybody go there, and now there is no place to relax. So yeah. I wouldn't recommend to just go to Bali. But um, Indonesia has a lot of different culture and language as well. Mm -hmm. It's a, a big country. Of course. So instead of recommending a one place, I would go for road trip. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And avoid Bali. <laughs> well, try Bali as go well. Go to Gunung Padang. Or that, <laughs> or, or that one, <laughs> or the other yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was actually wondering because I remember when Bali exploded around five years ago, and everyone was like Bali, Bali. Instagram was full of Bali pictures, and you know you have this one very commercial when you see this kind of water and those houses of water, and go meditate and do yoga and blah blah blah. And I was thinking there must be hell of a lot of people there right now. So, uh, as you've heard from our expert, Irene, 
do the road trip and this is the best way to to get the best from Indonesia. Mm-hmm. So we already got a little bit of a hint from you that you uh, were born and raised in Indonesia. Yeah. And you were living in Greenland for some time. Yeah. And now you are in Denmark. Can you tell us uh, in a rather short story how how why how did you end up in Denmark? What happened? That's quite a journey. Well, I must say it's quite boring just to tell about how I moved to Denmark because it just from Greenland to Denmark. Okay, that's actually <laughs> quite typical. Okay, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe that part of Indonesia and, and uh, Greenland. Well, part from Indonesia to Greenland, it was thanks to my mom. Okay. She, she and, well, I didn't know where Greenland was. And um, when um, she was asked to move to Greenland, she thought Greenland was USA. <laughs> and woohoo, I'm coming <laughs> to Greenland. <laughs> and then, Really? Yeah. <laughs> and then she realized, like, okay, nobody speaks English. And why everybody has black hair, <laughs> look okay. like Asians. Okay, that's... <laughs> That was a little mistake, wasn't that, it? That, that was yeah. a little mistake. Okay, Columbus well. gone wrong. Yeah, I, mean, I, I find it amazing. I think it's a great. It's like, oh, where, 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 where is New York here? Huh? <laughs> there is no, no New York. Okay, so wh- why did you decide to stay if you thought that you were actually going to US? Well, it, it was my mom, and um, because she met uh, my little brother's dad, oh. and they got married, and um, I was still in Indonesia back then. Mm-hmm. And of course, when she got married, the the children, she wants to stay with the children of as course. well. So we moved to Greenland. Mm-hmm. And um, as um, Greenland is, well, Greenland is a country, but it's still part of Denmark. And back then, when I finished my high school, I wanted to study mm-hmm. te- uh, as a teacher, to become a teacher. And um, yeah, so I went to Denmark. Back okay. in 2013. Okay, so you are here for almost seven years. Yeah. Did you ever thought that your life will turn out this way, that you will actually leave Indonesia and you will uh, end up in a fake US <laughs> and afterwards you will actually live in Denmark? It has to be a huge cultural and geographical shock, right? Well, uh, it was, yeah. Um, I remember uh, my dream when I was a little kid was, um, I, I actually told my mom that, um, Mom, um, uh, I really like for who you are, you, you are like my role model. Mm-hmm. So um, in the future, I want to get married at young age, get divorced, and I will be a successful career woman. Mm-hmm. That's what I say to my mom. <laughs> Okay, so that's how you were aspiring. Uh, uh, okay, that, that's a very interesting uh, story. This interview goes in so many unexpected places. Did you uh, implemented that uh, plan into life? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So that's you, what she's not dating. She doesn't oh, want to go through the whole thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that, uh, but but you never thought that you will be here, right, in Europe. No, no, no. So yeah. you thought that you will always be in Indonesia, probably. Yeah. Well, I was young. I don't really remember, but mm-hmm. yeah, not not moving to another country. D- do you miss your home country? Mm, not really. Like I said, I miss my family, but not the country itself. Uh, because for me, like my home is me. 
Like, okay. I'm bringing my home everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, th- maybe that's why I really like uh, talking with people because I'm bringing my home to everybody. I don't know. I'm yeah. blabbering. <laughs> no, I actually, it makes a lot of sense. A I have real to gypsy. say. Yeah. Yeah. No. My home okay. is where I am. Uh, I think that uh, I'm asking for these questions and I'm drilling this topic a bit because I know that many people, especially when they are coming from different cultures and they start to live in Denmark, they do go through some sort of a cultural shock. So uh, probably the biggest shock you had was the Greenland that turned out not to be U.S. This is a story I will <laughs> never forget. Uh, but uh, I guess you are enjoying here being in Denmark, right? I do. Yeah. Well, um, I would say like the the biggest uh, shock was um, the language uh, barrier. Um, mm-hmm. I was an extrovert girl when I was in Indonesia because it was like my home base. You know, I know everyone. I know this is my place where yeah. I belong. And then moved to Greenland. I didn't speak uh, English nor Danish or Greenlandic at that time. So, like, to convey what I want to say, it was really hard. So I became introvert, actually. But um, through the years, I of course, I struggle with the identity uh, crisis. Like, who am I? And that's why I'm questioning myself with the Kung Fu Panda yeah. <laughs> questions. Yeah. And, um, and now I am... I am both extrovert and introvert. I really like being with people, but I need a me time as well. And that's uh, where bullet journaling comes to the picture. Okay. And I think we will find out about bullet journaling more in detail in a moment. Yeah. That was probably uh, one of the most uh, unexpected, bizarre and funny 20 minutes of the interview <laughs> I have had in a long time. But now we will actually play a song. That came from your sister. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, your sister actually is a, is she a recording artist? She's uh, trying to get a, re- a record deal. Tell us a little bit about uh, your sister. Well, um, she is uh, studying mm-hmm. at a uh, So she is not quite artist artist, but it's more like upcoming artist and. Mm-hmm. I'm his, uh, I'm her sister, and of course, I'm her biggest fan. Naturally. Yeah, and of course, if I can promote her, I would promote her, and this is what I'm doing now. <laughs> yes. So, uh, we have chosen a song that is called Paper Planes, and we believe it's really beautiful. So, this is a premiere of Paper Planes on the radio. What is the name of your sister? Jessica Florence. Yes, Jessica Florence. Okay. Jessica Florence. So here yeah. we go. Jessica Florence with paper planes. Thank you. 
on the top But it ain't always what it seems It's all in your head And you won't stop until I please So that was Jessica's song, Paper Planes, and uh, I hope that uh, it will give her a little bit of exposure uh, through the radio and through the podcast. And for anyone who would like to hear the song again, please visit the5options.com and the link to the song, or actually the audio file of the song, because the song is not released, will be included in the show notes. So then you can listen to it again. And now we are back to the interview with Irene Wong. Yes, and it's not confusing at all that your sister is Jessica uh, Florence at all. (laughs) I was thinking Jessica Wong, but uh, no, it's not. Um, It's an artistic name. I know. Now I realize that it's it's like a... Actually not. No? (laughs) It's just her real name. It's just uh, Indonesia. You don't need last name. Well, at least back then when she was born. Okay. And that's why she doesn't really have a last name like me. <laughs> this okay. is this is a it's, it's, it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. Going into yeah, exactly. You, you didn't need the surnames at the time. Okay, that's interesting. Um, but if we are on the topic of Indonesia, let's open this uh, this part of the program uh, with the last question about Indonesia. Yeah. So I was uh, reading about um, conducting or having a small business in uh, Southeast Asia, and I've heard that there are huge differences between. Scandinavian way of doing business and Southeast Asia doing business. I've heard that um, in that uh, region, the business is more localized, more split. There is always a social cause attached to it. Uh, can you tell me how do you perceive those differences? Do you see the difference of uh, running a business in Denmark with which you have an experience and from what you remember from back home? Well, um, from back home, I was so young that I yeah. I didn't know much. But what I can say is, um, in Indonesia, it's more about the like being the cheapest one. So like the price is over the quality. That that's what I would say, and that's my honest opinion in this one. Okay, that that's interesting, and okay. I'm very honest. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's good that you are honest. So basically, if you would like to do the uh, rather high quality and uh, more expensive products, the Scandinavia is the place to go. Yeah, that that yeah, I would say that because like the Danish design, like mm-hmm. you see um the furniture or just the stationery, it's more I don't know. You you can you can feel like the minimalist a design mm-hmm. like the, the feeling from it and it's just there's something about it that i cannot explain <laughs> yeah actually that's true although it, i'm not necessarily the biggest fan of the style but i think i can recognize that style no matter where i am yeah yes i'm looking at marta she's observing us with her wise eyes <laughs> And I'm wondering if she wanted to say something about Scandinavian type of business or style. 
No, not really. Just listening. Just listening for mm-hmm. now. Preparing for for hitting us with a very wise question when the time will come. Okay, so your online shop yeah. was uh, established in 2018, if I have correctly... Uh, yeah, it yes. was in December. December 2018. Yeah, but um, the shop itself was open in January. Okay. Yeah, so because I need uh, this uh, a month to set up with everything, the web of shop. Course. Of course. So it uh, it is an online shop. It's called handwritings.dk. This is in the same time the domain. So if someone would like to check it out while listening, you can just type in handwritings.dk. And you are selling, among other things, uh, everything you need to have in order to start bullet journaling. So I have started this program with an introduction, uh, you know, in an era of all this digitalization and... Uh, tablets, computers, and all of this. Like, why bullet journaling? Like, um, who is your audience? Basically, why did you decide to create a business of this kind in the world we are living now, which is highly, highly digitalized? Well, first of all, I am very old school. Well, not very, very, but I'm quite old school. Mm-hmm. And I just like writing and like I said uh, uh, earlier, like you just get this personal touch when you write something. And second of all, mm, you just remember easily when you write something. And like I think uh, Dave mentioned something about like if you write something, then it may come true. That Did I? Maybe I, I, I think I think you say that. <laughs> In yeah. the beginning, it's very yeah. like law of attraction kind of. Well, there's uh, uh, sigils. Sigils are a way of uh, magic practice that you actually do a sigil with, yeah. and then it portrays the intention. Therefore, it becomes real. No. Mm. Yeah, a sigil. So it's something I could have say. Okay. <laughs> but you didn't because yeah. I said it. But yeah. it's okay because it's sometimes it's a. Uh, so but a sigil, sigil good, I is. I take credit out of your. Yes, sometimes. <laughs> but a sigil is basically a, a kind of a symbol of an illustration that you you basically draw with an intention and then it becomes like a magic amulet of a kind of something like this. So I think this is what they was um, meaning. But yeah, I also have a feeling that once you make this personal connection by actually using your hand and write something down, you... Uh, you give it a better meaning, but also you remember it better, yeah. right? Especially in the era of copy-pasting and, and just browsing everything. So you actually have to do some effort. Uh, but that's all very nice. You know, I also like to write. Marta likes to write. But you actually managed to uh, convey it into business. You actually made a web shop. Why? Well, it's just... um I, I like technology, no doubt about it. But have you guys uh, watched Terminator? Oh, oh <laughs> <Yes>. no. <laughs> yes, now I'm did. getting nerdy. <laughs> yes, we did. We watched. Like, do you see how the technology take over the human world? Okay, I'm kidding. Joke aside, though. It's actually doing it as we speak. <laughs> and, and that's why I'm creating a web shop. To <laughs> <laughs> and web shop is technology as well. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that that uh, that is a very confusing answer. <laughs> I guess what I uh, what I wanted to ask you because you know I like to write, but uh, 
then I just go to go to a, a shop or I just buy things. You actually decided to create a place where people can buy things. Why did you do that? Well, because I want to inspire people like um, to like let go of the technology and just find a book and I would say a pen, but actually I would I will say pens because I really love pens. Yeah. So yeah, a book and pens and just um, write down and get organized your thoughts and your plans, because uh, yes, uh, it's easy with uh, the laptop, the phone. Um, you use less time to make plans, organize your mm-hmm. stuff, but um, at the same time. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it just, it's really nice. Like you could just be mindful. Like when you are using your phone, um, you'll easily get distracted by, I don't know, Facebook and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you are with your book, it's just you and the book, you and your thoughts. So you actually, um, stop the moment kind of and reflect your day. And that's mm-hmm. what I like about it. And I just want to, I don't know, like tell people, like I'm showing my world to the audience, to my customer, mm-hmm. like to be mindful in your everyday life. And that's why if you see my Instagram, the shop Instagram, like you don't really see um, the sale, but it's more like the picture of my bullet journal because that this is what I'm telling them, like I'm showing them my world. So it's it's not more about the products itself, but it's more about the concept. Mm-hmm. And I think now I start to understand why did you decided to do the interview in the soulful business area? Because we have different themes of our interviews. And this is a soulful business because now you have just mentioned that on your Instagram, you are not trying to sell your product, but more to inspire people to look at your work and maybe get convinced to buy something from you. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know if I'm getting this right, but buying is more like a secondary thing or maybe more like a consequence of being inspired. Do you feel it that way? Uh, yeah, I do. And it's just, well, yeah, it's easy to buy a cheap a notebook and a cheap pen, mm-hmm. but um, if you can get something uh, with a good quality, you will probably like will stick with the idea, mm-hmm. right? And that's why um, what I'm selling is most of them like very unique. Like you don't find it uh, in the Danish market. It's okay. very different. I think we will come back to your offer in detail. That's a very good point that you mentioned. And you actually also mentioned something before about quality. So I see that you have a quite a, quite a focus on quality and on uniqueness of the experience. And I think that this is something very interesting that you mentioned that when you invest more in your new hobby or you buy high quality things that could allow you to start bullet journaling, then you actually feel more committed to continue. So if you buy a cheap uh, notebook from uh, somewhere and then some cheap pencils, then it might end up in the in a corner. But uh, is, is that what I'm getting from you? 
it is like when you invest something, like uh, you want it to be good because when it's cheap, like you say, like it's easy to just throw it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, it's um, the money. Uh, oh, it's it's hard to explain, but it's just like when when you buy something expensive, you will treasure it more. Yeah, rather than uh, something you buy cheap, uh, because like oh, it's so cheap, I can buy it again and again. If mm-hmm. it's broken, instead of trying to fix it, and yeah, that's why quality is way important for for the philosophy of your shop. Yeah. Okay, I think I got it, but um, I think that many of our listeners are probably sitting now. Okay, this journaling and you know writing uh, things by hand all sounds like a great idea, but what the hell is bullet journaling? Uh, I know what bullet journaling is, but what is the difference between the regular journaling and bullet journaling? Well, um, the regular journaling or like buying a normal calendar, um, you are just like writing your plans. While bullet journaling, it's very personal. Like it's not just about the calendar, but it could you can uh, put anything in your notebook like i have the feng shui um, spread because i want to um use uh, this feng shui method uh, in my life as well uh, mm-hmm. in my home and that's uh what i'm bringing to my notebook or um sometimes um i also uh, write a spread um, <laughs> it's about uh, uh, when I last time clean dot 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 because I'm really bad at cleaning a spot and okay. I want to track it like okay. when did I last uh, do this and that so bullet journaling it's about uh, tracking your uh, present moment like you look when you open your notebook like you see oh this is a uh, What's going on uh, in my life? Like I have this plan and that plan, and um, at the same time, you can write your future plans as well. Um, and um, beside the future and the present, you can also track. You you can also backtrack uh, your past, like looking at your. Um, you would call it like a monthly spread, where you can see like, the overall. Uh, overview of your monthly uh, agenda and you will see okay um, I actually have a lot of plans on that week maybe I should try to spread it more and that way I will not be tired in one week but I would I would have more energy uh, throughout the the whole month Mm-hmm. I, I think I know what you mean because I, I started to use the bullet journaling as well. And, um, there are the, the bullet journal I got has a kind of like four pages of inspiration. So what you could actually use it for, because you are right there when, when we have calendars, just a simple calendars, when we schedule our meetings and do our things, uh, we have it on some sort of a software, let's say a Google calendar for a simplicity sake. And then you only see those meetings popping out at certain dates. But with bullet journaling, you can actually convey it into whatever you want it to be, right? So you can uh, create your own handwritten calendar or you can actually put under the meeting some points or some notes. You can come back to it. And there is another thing that I'm also using. 
but I don't like to look at it because it always depresses me. It's the tracker. So basically trackers, uh, as you mentioned, you can uh, track your uh, activities. Let's say you create a tracker for a month. At least this is how I do it. Maybe you are doing the same. Uh, you create a tracker for a month. So you, let's say, want to track eight activities, right? I don't know. Vacuum cleaning, um, uh, watering the flowers or sleeping eight hours or day with no sugar. And then uh, because bullet journal is created in a way that you can actually actually uh, create your own uh, grid for it, mm-hmm. you can actually note down, okay, on the third, I vacuum cleaned. And then you can put uh, the cross uh, again when you vacuum clean and you can see, okay, I only vacuum cleaned two times this month. That sucks. And you have it in one visual spread, as you mentioned. So I'm using that, but it always makes me quite depressed because uh, there is a very few uh, crosses in my tracker, which means I'm not really doing a great job. Uh, Marta, are you using bullet journal or just a journal? Well, uh, I, you know, I'm actually regretting so much that this interview is not happening in one week because <laughs> I uh, ordered something for my husband for his 40th birthday, which is called Remarkable. Okay. And it's uh, the, the world's thinnest tablet. That has a feeling of a page. Okay. So you can write everything and then it, it can also be digitally transferred to your computer so that you never need, because like the problem that I started to have, because I love handwriting, then I started to have a problem with having too many, uh, journals. Because I started to use, okay, this is for my free flow writing. This is for my, like, uh, mainly, let's say, uh, calendar management. This is for my, I don't know, gratitude journal and for my, I don't know, intentions. And I started to lose the overview of all the different journals that I have. Then I got the bullet journal and I was like, okay, maybe this one will help me. But it, uh, when I looked at it, how you can do it, it was actually very, um, it was not easy to set up. You actually would need to spend quite a lot of time to set it up, to think about it and so on. So I never got into using the bullet journal the way, you know, I didn't explore its full potential. Then I started a new job. I got a new uh, journal where I started to write all the things about all the things that are important for me to learn quickly and so on. And then I've noticed, oh, my God, that's great. If I lose that book, I'm doomed (laughs) completely that's one thing and second thing is that uh, I can't find the things in that uh, you know like when I filled up more than half of it how do I find what is there Mm -hmm. so I was like okay I love writing but I'm actually struggling with uh, finding the red thread uh, through it and actually being able like okay I've written it down and then someone tells me wow I you I saw you taking so many notes can you please share them with me I'm doomed I have to go back to my computer, rewrite it all to mm-hmm. my computer and share it with other people. So my husband, he loves to support all the types of startups. And whenever there is a new product that has not yet been launched on the market and so on, he likes to invest in this kind of things. And he wanted to get it for his birthday. And I am very skeptical about electronic things. 
He's very <laughs> like like he's very really up to trying new stuff. I'm like I cannot be as good as handwriting or like with the Kindle, for example. I'm like it cannot be as good as the real book. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I would be so uh, happy if I could have actually tried it mm-hmm. and uh, then compare it because I must say that when it's something that no one else ever needs to know about, I always prefer handwriting. But as soon as there is something I would actually like to share with my husband or I would like to share with someone in my team or with my children, then the the journal stops working. It creates more trouble because I have to write it there and then rewrite it somewhere else to share it with other people. So I am really looking forward to seeing if that thing could give the benefit of being able to handwrite everything easily transfer to the digital world you can give that heart because you are writing with the pen uh, if this will surprise me and it will be like wow that's the best you know collection of all the needs that i have or will i be like nah i will continue using all my journals it's like <laughs> with the kindle i w- when you give me a choice i always prefer a hard copy book to read even though I use Kindle sometimes as well. But uh, I'm really curious, and I would love to have that conversation when I have tried it. And I would like to hear your review. Because it's arriving today. Oh, man. (laughs) You're kidding. No, after half a year waiting, (laughs) it's arriving today. I got that message that it's arriving hope today. Oh, okay. I really (laughs) think that, Irene, you should have a chat with Marta because that might be an idea of if that is a good fit of actually spreading an offer of your shop because I will be honest with you I do almost everything in journals exactly. as Marta said yeah. so we are actually very big uh, fans and potential I'm a witness <laughs> no, no, no. I love her journals they're full of drawings and stuff and they're very yeah. pretty well thank you yeah. Well, really? Yeah. Well, well, you haven't seen October. It's not pretty. The only decoration I did well, is I glued a, gr- uh, a dry leaf. Like this is my October page. Leaf dried, uh, glued to the to the paper. That was all. But but it doesn't matter because bullet journal is yours, uh, yeah. your personal journal. So mm-hmm. if it looks like shit, that's just. Yeah. But I think it's something that Martha said. Actually, bullet journals or journals in general are, are a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to share that much with, yeah, it might be some information that, but mm-hmm. they are very personal, no? I, 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 I agree so. And I actually think that I would definitely buy for my personal journaling, for my personal thoughts, also for setting up my own goals, intentions, uh, habit trackers, all that kind of thing. I will never resign from bullet journal. So of that, Irene, you can be sure. But I guess <laughs> the problem could be when you are having a, some sort of a business settings when you need to share the information. Like we've had, Anna yes. takes her notes, I take my notes, and we don't necessarily have noted down the same thing. Exactly. And then it's like, oh, but you were, suppo- no, you were supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that actually is true. Uh, so, Irene, tell me, do you think that uh, that uh, we are having a good sense that bullet journaling is more for personal use, uh, maybe more mindful, soulful use, rather than using it in a business setting? Yeah, because bullet journal, it, like you said, it, like you cannot really share it to others. So it's for your own personal gain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you... You want to track your life, then this is the way. But if you want to share, 
then please uh, technology. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would do the same as well. <laughs> there is, a, there is an angle, an angle that I I've been thinking about is the the the, the archive of things. Because, yeah. for instance, I write a lot of songs and stuff, and I have made the mistake of writing them in my mobile phone. Mm-hmm. They're all gone. At some point, my mobile died, disappeared, got stolen. And all those ideas, I still have journals of little books from when I was 17 years old, and I read the songs, and I go, and I don't do it all the time, but then, oh, what is this? Ah, and I realize I haven't changed at all. I'm still 12. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is where it gets so personal because my husband wanted that thingy because he lost his journals and he is so sad oh. because his journals from when he was young, mm-hmm. because his family moved uh, and so on. You know, when you start moving yeah. different continents and so on. So he actually wanted the digital one because he felt sad of losing his journals. Well, well but uh, Juan was always a pioneer of, of new things, and he always supports startups. Uh, so I'm super, uh, first of all, not surprised at all that it's uh, Juan who will get the the thin as paper digital journal, and second of all, I'm super excited to see it and Me to too. hear. Yeah. <laughs> and Can I, I come and try it too? Yeah. Well, uh, yes from me. Don't know about one. Yeah. <laughs> he should maybe know that well, there are. Uh, I'm also curious about the di- digital planner because like um it's good, it's very effective. Um but at the same time, like what I like about the this analog bullet journal is um you cannot undo something. That is a very good and point. that's that's such a funny thing that you mentioned because my husband, who really supports all the startups, he also bought himself like a digital uh, typing machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you type on it, and then it sends whatever you have typed to your email, and you also cannot delete what you have written there. So oh, okay. <laughs> so it's so funny that you mentioned these kind of yeah. things because there are digital products that don't allow you to uh, change something that you have written. I, I I don't know how it is with this one. Maybe mm. we can have a conversation about it in a little in a <laughs> yeah. little while. Like yeah. real life, you can't just go back and delete it. No? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Damn it. But I actually I I have to tell you, Irene, that one of the things that I caught myself doing many times is because Dave is right. Uh, when I am uh, writing the uh, in in the journal, I want it to look pretty. I sometimes make drawings. I make all kinds of things like this. And then when I was making a mistake, I had an urge to rip off the page. And only lately I learned to let it there, just to let it sink. So you know to see. Okay, yeah, I made. So mistakes. you can undo it by ripping off pages. <laughs> You can, but that's not the point. (laughs) That is not the point. But I think we have 10 more minutes left and we will. Yes, I know it goes very fast. So we will now dig into more specifics about your shop. First of all, please tell me uh, if you uh, have a feeling that bullet journaling is a thing in Denmark. It's not really a thing thing. It started back in 2017 and okay. it's still growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I wouldn't say it's uh, already reached uh, its uh, highest peak yet. So it's still on the way, but it's on the way. Okay. It was very big in the 18th century. 
Yeah, it was mm-hmm. big in 18th century, that's true. <laughs> uh, but it's coming back because I have seen, and this is actually something that if you will allow, I would like to put in the show notes on our website to actually put pictures from your Instagram to show listeners uh, what does it mean to actually uh, organize, create your own bullet journal? I am myself following several bullet journal pages on uh, Instagram, I think including yours. <laughs> and I also look uh, for inspiration on Pinterest. Yeah. Uh, so there are really great, beautiful things you can do. And it has this additional thing. Uh, of you can draw something so it also could work like mandala a bit if you if you have that vibe of drawing something in so it can be like a whole package of not only being functional but also uh, allowing you to relax to use your creative side and so on so on yeah, that's exactly exactly what i'm doing because mm-hmm. like i say uh, i'm extrovert introvert and yeah. bullet journal is my stress li- relieving by drawing on my bullet journal. And that is exactly the question I wanted to ask you. How do you think bullet journaling can help people, especially in 2020, which is considered one of the worst years in the last years, decades, how it can help people? You just mentioned a stress relief. What other purposes, like a mental purposes, bullet journal, if, uh, journal myself? Well, um, for me, when it was... Uh the lockdown, I didn't really use my bullet journal because there's not much to do. But at the same time, I like to draw something because like staying in the same place 24-7 mostly, it's boring. And then I have to, yeah, I, I want to go out, but I couldn't. So I need to do something. And what I did was like, I'm writing down what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then that for me, that's stress relieving. And some people like when you have a lot of things in your head, but you couldn't couldn't get it out because you cannot meet people. But you need somewhere to just dump everything. And that's what you call brain dump. Brain dump. <laughs> yes. Or that's mind actually, dump. Or mind dump. That's, or mind dump. That's true. Don't don't mix it with things you dump in a bathroom <laughs> uh, but uh, there is one sometimes there's just as much shit in the mind as it is uh, in the bathroom so yeah. it could be easily wise compared. words, <laughs> <Wise> words <Martha. laughs> you are absolutely right but there is one more thing that for me uh, bullet journaling uh, fulfills it's the reflection on myself and on my life i remember that I uh, actually recently I was looking at my bullet journal from 2019 and I was going month by month looking at my intentions and my goals and the things I was writing and I could see my progress. And many times we forget about our progress. We we just go forward and we don't think how things were a year ago and how much we, for instance, achieved or what we have learned. So that is definitely another uh, another benefit of having a bullet journal. You cannot have it on your Google Calendar. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Do you use it for that as well? Yeah, and gratitude journal because sometimes um, – Life goes uh, so fast that um, you forgot to just stop and say thank you for today. It's been great. I like when I look at my bullet journal tonight, I would look at, okay, today I've been to this uh, podcast. Um, 
And、um, I would say thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to the publicum. I, you know, I don't know. It's just me. I really love saying thank you and sorry.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a、uh, two good words that many people actually forget to use. So、you、I think that's actually. <laughs> the gentleman. They use, they use it quite a lot. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I think that this is another great point that you have mentioned—the gratitude—and that's、uh, that's really a great one.、Uh, what can we buy on your webshop? You mentioned that you are selling things that are、uh, rather high quality and unique. Is、yeah. that correct? Can we know what it is? Are those pens? Are those what are those? Well, um. Bullet journal. It's notebook and pens. So yeah, basically, yeah.、Uh, you will find uh, notebooks uh, and uh, pens. And、uh, the notebook, it's only.、Um, I think there's only two or three brands, but that's、uh, because I I like to use this、uh, thick paper.、Mm-hmm. So that you can use different kind of pens. Yeah.、Uh, by the way, a remark:、uh, cheap notebooks usually you can、uh, accidentally make it see through on the other page. So I understand that if I will buy a bullet journal from your shop, I will not have that problem. Exactly. Yes. But there is also an option if you just want to use a normal、uh, paper、yeah. uh, thickness, because、uh, some people they. Uh, use your bullet journal for its function, just、yeah. to write something down. So、mm-hmm. you can still buy、uh, a book, the, re- the regular one. Yeah, yeah, the regular one. Yeah, because I am now on handwritings.dk and、uh-huh. I see that you have notebooks and paper. You also have decorations, stickers, seal and wax stamps, washi tape, which I don't even know what it is. But there is. A huge variety of great things, and you also have a category called brands, so people actually can see exactly what are you selling. It's who is the producer, and and so on. I think this is really good and informative because then you, if you know a producer that you're interested in, you can actually search it on your shop. Yeah,、okay. exactly. Because some people they know exactly what they want, and、mm-hmm. I'm giving them the overall view. Yeah, that's fantastic, and I also see,、oh, ladies and gentlemen, that there is a five percent discounts on all items for students. So if you are a student, <laughs> go to handwritings.dk, and then、uh, you will get your lovely discount. Irene, it was a pleasure to have you here. I had way more questions, but this interview was. So unpredictable with so many interesting <laughs> rabbit holes, and、uh, actually, I love the story about Juan, the pioneer of of startups and inventions. I'm really curious what will uh, be the uh, result of the conversation that you will have, girls, after Marta will、uh, try out the Tina's paper digital journal.、Yeah. Maybe that will be an idea for you to、uh, to think about、um, uh, digital journals. Definitely、oh, no, not cheap. Definitely high quality. <laughs> that, exactly. So that 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 fits and very unique. Yeah. And I wanted just to say for the finish、mm-hmm. that I am absolutely inspired. I'm gonna get myself a set from your shop, and I'm gonna follow you on Instagram to learn how to use it. And I'm super curious about the habit tracker thing. So you got yourself a client.、Woo-hoo. You got yourself a customer. <laughs> so. 
For everyone who is interested, all the information about Irene's shop handwritings.dk will be in the show notes of this episode on the5options.com, including pictures from her Instagram so you can actually understand how you can use bullet journaling in your life and in your planning and in your reflection and gratitude exercises. Irene, it was a pleasure. Thank you so very much. Thank pleasure you. is mine as yes. well. And that was yet another wonderful episode of Small Business Rising. Bye-bye. Yeah, you know.